happy happy wednesday i made it i made it just on time welcome back to another information packed episode on ready set real estate i'm your host if you're new to me lisa gillette also known as super agent listen it has been a very exciting month already some exciting things happening you know i get on the show and i love 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 to share about um, your goals, right? So writing down those goals, making sure we're executing. So I'm going to kick off there, but we've got a great topic today. So say hi, say hello, make sure you're chiming in. Let me just bring our show topic today. Yes, we are on episode 199. 199. That's what you call consistency, baby. Consistency. That is my middle name. First, last. Now, now, no, no, honey. No, I'm not changing my name. <laughs> Consistency. And I'm really, really excited about this is because next week will be 200 episodes. We've been going strong five years. And as you saw, there was a period I went dark on the show. I, uh, shortly after, I think I got married and just kind of remapping just life, right? And just kind of dealing with that, managing per professional life and personal life. And so we went dark for a couple months. And what I learned in that is I missed doing this. I missed coming on. I missed the edutainment, the education, the information. And this year we did bring back our guests. So I still got some awesome guests to come on the show and just drop their experiences, their gems, their real life, real life stories, trials and tribulations of the flips, flops, booms and busts of real estate. Because most people come on uh, you know, shows and they'll talk about the glory days, right? How wonderful, how shiny, how pretty real estate is. But if you dabble in it anywhere uh, in real life, it's not always perfect. Look, Donna's in the building. Say hi, say hello, welcome. She says persistent and consistent. Absolutely. By the way, LaDonna is our small business spotlight. See, now I've got to go into uh, events. Yes. Yes. Thank you, LaDonna, for coming on because I just remembered we've got to talk about our classes. So if you're local here, we did say we were doing our real estate workshops and our community workshops. Let me get to the website real quick. Um, so deed and mortgage prevention dot splash that. Let me just drop this link in the chat below. If you are local, we are having our first real estate community workshop. We're bringing that back. So I go ahead and drop that in the caption. And then let me just do a quick screen share. Let me just uh, screen share this real quick. So boom, 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 boom. All right. So let me just share my screen now. What I am sharing is the site here. So I'm sharing the site. So this is um, the site to register for the class. We're going to be discussing deed and mortgage fraud prevention. And you know, I've always got ways for you to protect yourself, be proactive, be proactive. Don't wait until it happens. Although we will be discussing what if it does happen? What if you then are dinged with someone adding themselves to your title or someone um, fraudulently pulled out some money out of your, your property? That's in the instance of mortgage fraud. What do you do then? What are the terms? What are the terms is key, right? Like, how do you resolve that? How do you rectify? How do you clean it up? So we'll talk about bonus tips and strategies of prevention. 
And we'll also talk about what happens if you are a target of deed and mortgage fraud, because it is on the rise. That's the reality, because we are not creating more land on this great planet Earth. Earth, that's my version of Earth. Uh, on this great planet Earth, we're not creating more land. And so we are seizing, seeing that especially our elderly, elderly veteran and non-English speaking communities tend to continue to be targeted for this type of crime. Yes, it is a crime. So uh, definitely make sure you are staying connected. You can check out my link tree, but the link here is, and all you need to do is just go to the link and register. Um, it's free 99. When we do our community events, it's free 99. So boom, uh, here's the website, deed and mortgage fraud prevention dot splash that that dot com. If you prefer uh, registering on Eventbrite because you may have an Eventbrite account, uh, we do also have it up on Eventbrite as well. Let me find that real quick. Looks like I've got to log in real quick. So let me find the Eventbrite. Um, Eventbrite real quick. Boom. Events. Okay. So the event is also available for those of you who are on Eventbrite. Uh, you can register on Eventbrite as well. I'm going to drag that over here. This is what our landing page looks like at Eventbrite. And uh, let me stop that screen share and then bring this one. Boom. Do you love technology? You can do all these fancy things. <laughs> this is what it looks like on Eventbrite. So this is our event, Deed and Mortgage Fraud Prevention. So we are using both Splash That for those of you who like the quick, easy um, landing pages, just kind of give you a seamless experience. And if you are already used to Eventbrite, we also have available at Eventbrite as well. So just keyword deed and mortgage fraud prevention. Uh, you might be able to keyword, I think, by name, Lisa Gillette, and it'll show you the list of events. So kicking off four Saturdays of each month, we've got a great schedule. I do want to say this, um, by the way, if you are small business, if you are a small business, uh, we'd love to hear from you because we are featuring and cross-promoting our small businesses as well with our events. We are um, doing that. So I'm, I'm also going to share that real quick. Boom. Listen, I got all kinds of shit. I, I got all kinds of things I could do um, with this. Okay, so that's that one. So let me bring the... I want to talk about it from, from this format. So I'm going to uh, present our flyer. So if you are local, you will also mean local, right? Local to our uh, LA area, community area, greater LA area. So some of you will be getting some of this in the mail. Some of you will also see this in your mailboxes, on your door. So we're just reaching out, right? So you'll also look and get this flyer. So we've hit over uh, 10 marketing channels just to get the word out. So deed and mortgage fraud prevention, like I said, LaDonna's notary services are small business spotlight. So make sure you uh, come out, connect. We are hosting it. And thanks to our venue sponsor, Southwest Escrow Corporation based in Inglewood, one of the oldest, one of the oldest escrow companies in the Los Angeles Basin area. So we're excited to just bring back community. And that is the goal is to bring back community.
Okay. So that's my spiel and my commitment that I have been saying we're bringing classes back. It's back. It's back. We're back. Agent training, agent trainings. Uh, we were to start March, but need more time because, you know, your girl's in school and I'm doing all kinds of stuff. And so I was waiting for grades, anticipating grades. I don't think I shared last. Did I share last week? Grades came in, y'all. Grades came in. I passed. Woohoo! I passed. So grades came in. I passed. Also nailing those goals as well. All right. So let me just minimize this. We're going to do classroom style today as we talk about a very special topic uh, as it relates to mixed used property. So very special. Let me uh, bring our show sponsor for today's episode while I prepare the slides. It is classroom style today. It is classroom style today. What does that mean? Gather up your notes, your pen, paper. I want to thank you for tuning into our show. In fact, shout out to those of you who have been growing with us and telling people about us. I love you, love you, love you for your continued trust, love, and support. Uh, you all have been amazing in growing our podcast to the top 25%. Listen, podcast uh, internationally. We have an audience in, uh, you know, in Kenya, Argentina, Germany, like, whoa, places. I mean, this is the power of the Internet. This is the power of your voice. This is why uh, next month we'll be kicking off our agent training with podcasting, uh, because you definitely, if you're an industry professional or entrepreneur, you should be leveraging the power of media because you get to control the message and the images. And that's where I lead from is that I get to control the images and the message, especially because we do a lot of youth work. And you know, representation is key. Representation is important. So thank you, thank you, thank you. LaDonna's like, congratulations. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you. So LaDonna is our go-to notary here uh, in, in the greater LA area. So make sure you reach out support if you need a local notary. Uh, I think last time when I had Anthony on the show, he said the notaries are like the biggest, it's like the secret squirrel, right? They they kind of know a lot of what's going on behind the scenes with different individuals, businesses. You come across all types of documents from documents needing to be notarized by inmates in prison to documents needing to be notarized uh, for your business, your DBAs, fictitious business statements, um, you name it, right? Right, LaDonna? Like all of it, trust. Uh, so many things. You need a notary in your life. You need a notary in your life. So I, I appreciate that. Okay. So I did say I'm going to bring show sponsor and then I'm going to share the slides. So let's uh, say thank you to uh, today's sponsor, Omnis Property Solutions. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end -end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. All right. 
Awesome. Listen, we are going to get into a very, very, so of course, oh, I've got to do show disclaimers while I'm, I'm preparing the slide. I, I got to drag it over and let me see if I do it this way. Yeah, no, it's not going to like me if I do it that way. So I'm going to drop show disclaimers while you're doing, while I'm doing this over here on the slide. I want you to say, um, I, I would love to know any show topics that you'd be interested in learning. So I come up with them on the fly, just kind of what I see day to day. But I would love to hear from you on what do you want to learn more about in real estate in this in this wild, wild web of, of real estate. I'll give you a moment to drop those comments uh, down below. Oh, my gosh, I cannot get this slide. So I'll give you a moment to just type in while I get this slide going. But it's giving me trouble. Uh, stop it. Let's see if I do this. I'll give you a moment to time while I get myself together. This thing is doing. Okay. And then meanwhile, I do that. Let me just go ahead and put the show topic today. All right. Let's see here. Boom. Boom. Might have to present a different style today. Let me see. Slides. Oh, I'll probably have to do it in... um different format. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to give up. If it gives me problems, I'm going to do one. Really? Moving on. Really? Okay. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. By George, I've got it. Okay, cool. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. You've been patient. You are patient with me. So what show topics uh, should we be doing? We're already in first quarter. Uh, we'll be ending first quarter pretty soon. And... Um, you know, when you do events and you plan out your calendar for the rest of the year, you start to realize there really isn't that much time in the year. And that's what I come across, especially being being in school, um, running a full time business as a real estate broker. I'm a trainer, a speaker, author, writer, all these fun things that I enjoy doing. OK, I got it, y'all. Thank you for your patience. Woo. Woo. Had me nervous there. Say desktop. This is episode 199. Boom. Okay. Slideshows from beginning. Swamp. All right, cool. You have been lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's see where, where is the thing? Window. There we go. Go time. It is go time. Okay, great. Price of admission for today's class is press one lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. Uh, press one down below. Let me know you're here. Say hi. Say hello. All right. We're going to uh, cover some definitions. So today it's talking about can you use an FH loan to buy commercial property, right? The ultimate house Hacking. Now, for those of you who are small business uh, entrepreneurs, you uh, run a small business, 
and you've got some resources and funds, this is the topic for you. If you are someone, see, when I envision something like this, this is, I'm speaking to my um, notary professionals, right? I'm speaking to my, think about storefronts. Uh, who are storefronts people? Barber salon, hair salon, uh, Manny Petty, who else? Who else? Um, tax offices, real estate offices. Who else? Who else? Um, uh, do, 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 do. Ooh, give me some my uh, uh, store, right? Little, you know, little store, little market, little convenience store. Who else? Who else? Who else? I'm just thinking as I drive down these main streets and I, I, I see these mixed use properties. And there are some major streets that we know and we drive in the L.A. area or, you know, depending where you are, you kind of know to expect there's a storefront in the in the in the first part. Right. On the main street, you see the space of the storefront. And then if you walk alongside that building, you see in the rear there is a house. Right. Or there is a complex. There are some units or duplex attached to that. So this is what we'll be talking about today because it's such a, I don't see many people cover it, such a missed opportunity to cover uh, when we talk about getting your foot in the door in, in terms of owning commercial property. So let's cover definitions. So mixed use properties uh, to consider real estate are those that are uh, used for various reasons, including housing. So we wanna just, we all, in order to make this work, in order for this hack to work, as we're discussing FHA with this and, and why FHA insured loans. Oh, let me just do a quick pause real quick. Skirts. You guys have to, you know, remind me, remind me. Okay. Quick pause. I, I want to find my disclaimer real quick. Okay. So the information... Disclaimer, the information provided on the show should not be considered legal or tax advice. Please seek legal and tax advice from those reputable licensed professionals. Also, uh, you should connect with a lender, mortgage professional, mortgage banker regarding your unique finances, right? Regarding your specific loan scenarios. All right. That was my blur. And of course, my background is I'm a broker owner of Devenio Estates. That's our real estate company, pricing strategy advisor, for, for foreclosure, probate experience certified. And my love, love, love uh, in this business is I get to work with the senior community. So I'm also a senior real estate specialist. Uh, and, and that's it. That's it. There's more to it, right? Just probates, uh, trust, sales, conservatorships, power attorneys, all that fun stuff. Is, is kind of where my angle is in what I like to do in this business. But overall, the selling and buying and leasing of real estate. Easy peasy. Okay, let's continue. So the mixed use properties uh, essentially are those that, oh, office space, right? Office, retail, retail store parking is basically residential, part residential and part commercial. That's what we're talking about. So can you use an FHA insured loan to purchase a commercial property if you are a first time home buyer because you're like wait i'm buying a home hmm what do you mean you know this office building or you know this salon or this uh tattoo shop and that's why i brought it up because i've got a client that i'm we're looking in we're looking for income property and here's income especially if you are like in these businesses 
of renting office space and collaborative spaces, creative spaces where you're renting the space, you know, per booth or per a section, um, making it an event space, renting out, using the commercial space as an event space as well. So here's another way that you can supplement the income to cover the mortgage as well. So the answer in short is yes, my friends. Yes, you can. Yes. I want to clean that up. Let me just do some real quick. Did I not? Yeah. That's going to bother me. <laughs> Let's do this. I have to do a quick edit because I'm just messing with this slide. And uh, boom. So the answer is yes. Okay. And how do we do that? So let's let's talk about why you would want to consider that, right? Why would you want to consider um, using an FHA insured loan as opposed to going commercial? And the short of the answer is is the difference in down payments, and that is the easiest reason as to why you would want to go that route. Hold on, it's not sharing. Okay, forgive my hiccups today. It's one of those days, people. Cool, go back. So yes, as long as it is primarily residential. So according to the FHA rule, let's just talk about some logistics in terms of FHA. Oftentimes when I hear people say, hey, do you have first-time home buyer programs? Do you, ha do you have you know, grants, down payment assistance programs? Most people think of FHA. So FHA is an insurer of those loans. FHA is not the lender. FHA is not giving the loans. FHA insured loans. So they create a rule and guiding alongside to be compliant with HUD, HUD's guides and rules as far as the mortgage industry goes. So let's use the comment bo box below as we talk about FHA insured loans, what most of you understand to be the first time home buyer loans where you can put as little as three and a half percent down. And I'm just going to focus on FHA because, yes, there's Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Freddie Mac, home ready possible, where if depending on where your credit score is, you can use, utilize three percent, as little as three percent down. Down payment is just the down payment. Does not include the costs for closing. So your closing costs also would amount to an equivalent of anywhere from two to three percent depending on the loan product that you use. So those things overall, you should factor in, you should be prepared for. Yes, we can in this market, which is great news for buyers, we can negotiate um, more favorable terms where sellers are more open to paying your closing costs. But those are things that you should be planning for. You don't wanna go into investing in real estate with not having a cushion for reserves. You want to have some funds albeit six months, some lenders are generous where they will say three months of reserves and they will want to see reserves um, saved. What is reserves? Like I just had this moment, I'm like, I've not ever heard anyone talk about reserves on social media, right? Everyone talks about, like I said, the shiny glitzy stuff, get you involved and then realize that when you look at your borrower cash to close sheet, you're like, whoa, 
when I came in, when they told me, you know, all I needed was $6,000, depending where you are in the state, right? It's all they told me I needed 10000 Then you have this laundry list of closing fees that you go, oh, wow. This is why I needed to negotiate closing cost credits. Absolutely. Is for that reason. So as we're talking about FHA, the focus here is uh, FHA insured loans will allow you to put down as low as three and a half percent down. So if you were to purchase commercial property, which why which which is why mixed use is a very, very special, very special type of commercial property. If you were to purchase commercial property, you've got to bring something anywhere creatively between 20% or more, depending on the lender, the property, and then you can get creative in there with maybe doing some private money and some hard money and splitting the ratios and the loan to value. So as someone who's starting in, especially as we're talking about uh, bringing back businesses, improving businesses, helping businesses, especially those that have been closing down and they now need to exit out of their portfolio, right? They need to exit out of their, um, you know, current loan obligations because their businesses are suffering because that is a real thing. Just pay attention to how much funding has made available through the federal government and through your local states who are offering those grants and those loans to try to keep the doors open for local businesses. Yes, this has created twofold opportunities. It's unfortunate that some will close down, but also there is it ushers in new opportunities for businesses who are up and coming and maybe their industries are doing well during this period. They have the reserves, the cushions, the assets and the funding to step into purchasing commercial property. So this is a great opportunity for you to essentially uh, bless two per birds with one stone because I'm not killing birds. I'm not into killing birds, but we'll bless two birds with one seed here, making up my own my own uh, isms and witticisms. Uh, so how do we do that? You take advantage of the FHA loan that will allow you to purchase a mixed use property. So one requirement for FHA insured loans is you've got to be a, a primary um, borrower, a first-time buyer, owner-occupied, and let's recover, let's re revisit definitions of first-time buyer. So first-time buyer is someone who's not written off the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years. So if you're starting your home buying journey in 2023, that means from 2020. 21 and 22 on your tax returns, you cannot show that you've written off the mortgage interest deduction. At the end of the year, you receive your 1099 uh, statement from your lender that says this year you've paid this much in interest and then you can take that to your tax preparer and or accountant and report the interest deduction. Here's what is pretty creative about that. If you really understand what I just shared with you, it's very interesting for couples because oftentimes couples, uh, one person may be writing off that mortgage interest deduction and the other person is not. I have found that to be a common scenario with my couples who are divorcing. So if you are going through a divorce or a separation, and yes, you both were homeowners, 
but you were the individual that was not writing off the mortgage interest deduction while you were um, sharing the community property, you essentially can separate out of that relationship, marriage, divorce, and purchase your own property as a first-time home buyer. Now, I just took this whole conversation to another level. I probably will dedicate another segment and show um, for, for talking about purchasing as a divorcee, but I needed to cover it here because we're talking about the rules of what is a first-time home buyer. Oftentimes people say, yeah, I owned a home once upon a time, but I lost it to foreclosure. I did a deed in lieu of foreclosure. We had to do a short sale. Got it. So that means you weren't a homeowner for the last three years? Yes. Okay. Then that means by HUD guidelines, you are a first-time homebuyer, so you can take an opportunity and take the great opportunity of using an FHA-insured loan to purchase property. How are we feeling about this information? Give me a thumbs up. Let me know. I need to know you're still with me here because this is high level right now. As much as possible, I try to bring this very basic and condense a lot of it. But what we're talking about is high level strategies in terms of understanding you, what is your position? What is your home buyer status, right? What is your financial situation? And it's it just ask yourself one question. Have I written off the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then you too can and should be taking advantage of this opportunity if the timing is right for your financial situation. One of our lender partners likes to say, don't buy, uh, buy when you qualify, right? Buy when you qualify, buy when it, it makes sense, okay? <clears throat> All right, so yes, so we can use an FHA insured loan to purchase mixed use property. Again, imagine the opportunity that you can uh, purchase a storefront and even if you may not be running your own business, but it may be more appealing for, for you to have a place to live and a place to run your business. What the immense write-off there, an immense opportunity to leverage commercial investing uh, through this. Okay, so let's continue. Shout out to those of you who are tuning in on our partner channels. We are streaming on various Facebook channels. Thank you. And on YouTube. And thanks again, if you're connecting with us on the Nextdoor app, uh, really appreciate having you here and welcome to the Ready, Set, Real Estate community. So the rule here, the rule of thumb is according to FHA, as long as no more than the total floor space, uh, excuse me, no more than 49% of the to total floor space is non-residential. So what does that mean? Primarily residential, the over, overall square footage, right? Overall living square footage of, of the commercial property uh, and residential that you don't have, you know, one unit and 800 square feet. And then you have a total of, you know, 1200. I'm making up some ratios and numbers and I might not be accurate, but for example purposes, you have the greater square footage of the commercial property, uh, meaning the storefront, the parking space, the office, the retail store, 
the majority of the commercial footprint is commercial and not residential, that's not going to work. It's not going to work for this. And I've seen deals fall apart because of this. So you've got to have a team that is front loading. My favorite favorite word in real estate is front load your deals. That means you've got to do your homework as much as possible so that you can have a smooth transaction. If you jump in and you try to figure this thing out as you go, you can lose a lot of time and money doing inspections, paying for appraisals and going through this whole process and the property itself not ultimately qualify for what you're trying to do with the FHA insured loan. So this is an ultimate hack in purchasing commercial property with an FHA loan. I love this. All right. Let's keep it going. One of the things that they're going to look for is that the property has got to be legally conforming. So it's legal conforming in terms of the zoning. So let's talk about zoning. Uh, so zoning will look like uh, this. So res um, store, uh, it will look like res office, res, um, res uh, uh, retail. I don't know if I've seen a retail, but I'm, I'm just gonna give you some, it looks like this. When we get into zoning, it'll look something like residential store, residential office, residential real estate, real retail. Um, what you've got to look out for is how it is zoned. Okay, that's a good start there again because they're looking to match these zonings uh, with their guidelines so that it's compliant in using the FHA insured loan to uh, allow you to purchase a mixed use property. So legally conforming zoning. Again, think primary residential. Um, it gets really funky in terms of underwriting guidelines when you start to see it say store, um, you know, residential or, you know, just basically letting the underwriters know that this is primarily a storefront, right? This is primarily an office space. This is primarily uh, retail. This is primarily parking, right? So when you run into those particular zonings and the nuances, you want to definitely uh, connect with your lender. And so when I talk about front loading, this is what our lender, we how we work with our lender partners in these scenarios. And you've got to work with somebody that has access to the underwriting team on their team. This is your, your mortgage banker, your mortgage professional. You can send them a property profile and they can then take that scenario and, and send it to their, you know, uh, processor or their underwriting back office team and say, hey, can you confirm that, you know, we'd be able to underwrite this property under this loan product? That will save you a whole bunch, right? So it's one thing to identify the property, but it's a second thing to confirm is it, does it qualify? Does the property qualify for the FHA loan, uh, FHA insured home loan? So, uh, our lender partner has a scenarios department where he can send that up to and they'll give him an answer. It'll take maybe a day or two, but they're pretty responsive. And at least you'll have an answer before you write the offer, right? Before you make the, the, the next step to negotiate that purchase, 
and you start to put the deal together. Because again, I've noticed that without front loading or doing your due diligence or homework, what happens is you write the offer, it gets accepted, everyone's excited, and then you get an underwriting. So not only as you as a borrower is subject to the underwriting based on your assets, liabilities, net worth, your credit score, but also the property is going through underwriting based on its zoning, based on its value, based on the site analysis, and um, based on the kind of property description and use, right? So when in real estate, get in the habit of thinking what is the highest and best use? What is the primary use for that property? Uh, that's when you start to put on your developer hat. And that's when you start to step into a role of something more bigger than just houses. As I like to say, when I, when I do these workshops with the youth, is I want them to expand their thinking. And so I share that with you here. I'd like for you to expand your thinking of real, real property beyond just houses, because here you have an opportunity to use a FHA insured loan to get not just a, your first property, but also a commercial property in the mix as well. How awesome is that? Like, hello, you should just be like fired up about this. If I'm, I'm, I'm fired up about this. The challenge that we run into, hi, Margaret, uh, uh, Mark, Mar is it Margaret? <laughs> the challenge we run into is finding that property, finding those properties. So as of late, I have noticed a lot of them coming onto the market uh, in areas that are being gentrified, in areas that are being revitalized and redeveloped. So we are noticing those properties are coming to the market because a lot of those owners were a lot of uh, business owners, your mom and pop owners, your, your independence entrepreneurs were back in the 60s, right? So back in the 60s and 70s, they purchased these properties and uh, they their family has held on to it. And so what we're noticing uh, through the liquidation of trust assets or probate assets is a lot of these properties are now coming to the market because the person who bought it, you know, is now in their 80s. They're now in their 90s. They're no longer actively in that business. They're no longer actively managing the business or using the, the property at all. How many of you by a show of hands, right? Just think about this. By a show of hands or thumbs up in the chat box, have you driven by properties that have been completely vacant. You've watched these areas sit vacant, right? The, the cleaners that no one's using anymore. Um, the lamp shop, right? The, the lamp shop no one's using. The, the bike shop no one's using anymore. The salon no one's using anymore. I mean, how many have you driven by and you're like, man, look at that business. There's no one. It's pretty much desolate. It's, it's no longer active. So these are your um, your ideal properties to identify because oftentimes if you look beyond the storefront, behind that property, there's a residence, there's a housing unit. And so this could be key for purchasing a mixed use property. Okay, so let's talk about this and we're gonna wrap up appraisal. Appraisal is key. Uh, and, and why is the appraisal key? Because this is essentially the appraiser's evaluation of that property. They provide a site analysis to communicate to the underwriter. Again, realize that, and this, this is why appraisal has gotten such a kind of bad rap right now during this time of devaluation uh, for uh, communities of color, in particular black homeowners, 
is because the appraiser acts as the eyes for the bank, right? Those broker priced opinions, the real estate brokers who go out for, for the banks, the insurance companies, they are the eyes and ears for the banks in terms of what's going on with that property, what's going on in the vicinity, in the area, how, how uh, where is that property located in reference to a freeway, to a power line, to an alley, right? Uh, and I list those things because those are known as um, adverse elements or elements that can create a negative valuation on a property. So those are the things that are key when the underwriter is reviewing the appraisal for a mixed use property. They are paying attention to not just the valuation, but how much of that commercial property will negatively affect the primary residential use of that property, right? Primary residential, when you think about primary residential, it's the use uh, and the use is the enjoyment of that property, right? Oftentimes when we think home, we think peace, right? We think we, we get to enjoy the personal use of that property without things like noise, uh, without things like certain types of pollution, various types of pollution uh, when you get into commercial zoning and commercial property. So it, it you might be able to meet the zoning part, but then the appraiser is the eyes and ears as to what is happening, right? Where your house, where you're going to live as your primary residence is located in relation to that commercial property and in relation to the commercial zoning for that particular area. So it's an overall scope. So it is possible, it can be done. It just requires diligence and a team that can really execute this based on these uh, based on understanding these guidelines for this particular uh, property it's a specialized type property that will be eligible for an fha insured loan which means you as a first-time home buyer can purchase your first commercial property with this type of uh, mixed-use property all right so that's my time people uh I love it when we were short, sweet, and under under an hour, right? Because I don't mean to hold you long. But if you found any of what I shared valuable today, make sure you hit that subscribe, like, and follow. Make sure you're sharing. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback and uh, let us know what you might suggest as a next topic uh, for our next guest, any next guests, and uh, be sure to share, all right? Okay. I will have, I'll leave this up here for a short minute. And uh, I do want to throw up, um, again, we are starting our workshops. And let me find that uh, link real quick. So make sure if you're local, sign up to a deed and mortgage fraud prevention dot splash that, uh, because that's where we are holding our next event uh, is March 25th live. So make sure you connect with us. All right, you guys, take care. Have a powerful, productive week. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.